When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you feel like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hell, I suck at dating. With Dean Ungler and Jared Haven, an iHeartRadio podcast. What's going on, sucky daters? Welcome to an all-new episode of Help, I Suck at Dating. And a very special episode for you guys today, because not only do we suck at dating today, but we also suck at being in a proper podcasting area to record this episode. I'm recording from my van, which obviously is always a mess. No no secret there. No, we're not new to that part of that this mess. But Jared seems a little cramped in his location right now. And Jared, do you want to share with the listeners where exactly you are right now recording this episode yeah i'm in my wife's glam room closet that's where i'm at trying to figure out how to take my mask off here's the thing we have movers here today very sweet mayflower company if you guys are looking to move at all you should use this company nice little shout out there we're moving cross country la to rhode island very excited and then we have the movers coming today so i needed to find a space that's quiet that sounds good for audio and uh first thing i thought of closet well, first thing you thought of was a closet, right? So we get on the Zoom video, Jared's in a closet. We're all like, what are you doing in a closet? All of a sudden, Jared disappears. He reappears three minutes later in another smaller closet. And if you can imagine a closet, obviously it's not very large, but now imagine a closet maybe like a tenth of that size, and that's exactly where Jared is right now. So You ever see The Sixth Sense? You know how uh, the kid gets trapped in the closet and the ghost attacks him? That's pretty much the closet I'm in right now. I'm fully prepared yeah. to have a, some sort of paranormal activity occur while this podcast is recording. Um, anyways, great episode besides the weird uh, podcasting geography of where we are right now. So where exactly? You're in Rhode Island now. Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. no. Still in L.A. So today the movers are coming. We are moving out of our apartment oh. in Los Angeles. And then our stuff will be making the uh, travel cross country to the destination of Rhode Island. So it's probably going to get there in 10 days. But we fly out tomorrow. Uh, which is insane, man. It's crazy moving. And it hasn't really hit us just because we've been packing and been distracted and busy with other things. And so I think tonight when we're here for the last time in our apartment that we've lived here for, you know, three years, it's going to kind of hit us. It's weird because this is the place like even though we weren't living, you know, in the actual apartment, 
uh while these events were occurring but you know we got engaged while living here we got married while living here we got lois while living here um so there's certainly a lot of memories that we're going to leave behind but uh hopefully knock on wood for for better things to come and i know we kind of talked about this last week a little bit but the the decision to move to Rhode island kind of happened pretty quickly i feel like well it's like we've always wanted to move back east i told her when we got together it was like a five-year plan you know, we're going to spend five years in Los Angeles, but ultimately we want to move back east. That's the goal. So we just kind of expedited the process, mostly because of COVID, man. Everything. Look at this. I'm recording our podcast from, from a closet. OK, if I could record from a closet, I can record from a nice little office uh, in Rhode Island. Right. So it's just, you know, everything's remote. I guess I should rephrase that. The The decision to move to Rhode Island was not a surprise. You're right, because you had been planning that for a while, but you, it just happened much quicker than I expected it to. I thought, like you said, the the three, five-year plan. Totally. We decided pretty much over the winter that, you know, when we were back east for Thanksgiving and Christmas, it just felt good. I mean, like it always does. And and we kept saying to ourselves, why are we going back to L.A.? Why are we going back to L.A.? Yeah. Just because our stuff is there? That's the only reason to go there right now. There's no work for us here. All of our family is back east. We have some friends here. You. Oh, dude, I haven't seen you in over a freaking year probably over a year and a half uh no last time we saw each other was valentine's day last yeah 2020 yeah it was at amy's house when we recorded live we had like the live recording with uh love is blind with gianina yeah dude that was like yeah 13 months ago you're right that is pretty crazy to think about um who are you gonna miss more tanner or jade or nick oh come on you can't put me on the spot like this actually so it, I am going to miss them all mutually, but we've already talked about oh. Nick. Nick and Natalie want to like go east this summer and like do a, a trip uh, over on the East Coast. So they're going to come and then Tanner and Jade are definitely going to come as well. Uh, th- though, you know, like I'll miss uh, I'll miss uh, getting together with Nick and have him just rant the entire time. But he's been great <laughs> lately. Obviously, he's been dating Natalie. That's been out there so we could talk about it. We got dinner with him on Sunday night and uh He's doing really well. They're super happy. I'm super happy for them. Uh, that Nick is in love, man. He really is. I well, think so. So I know that we haven't seen each other in a long time, but I haven't seen Nick in an even longer time, if my memory serves correctly. So I don't know this Natalie girl at all. So can you tell us and maybe like the listeners a little bit about her? I mean, obviously, listen, you know, you're just you're Nick's friend. It's kind of weird to talk about his girlfriend, but just like, what's your impression of her, I guess? Oh, well, she's great. I don't mind talking about Natalie because I only have good things to say about her. I think she's perfect for Nick um she because as you probably know nick needs someone who allows him to be himself meaning like allows him to talk (laughs) while also standing her ground you know being able to uh challenge him nick has said this numerous times that he wants someone who can challenge him and natalie is the perfect balance between someone who can challenge nick but also let him just talk and vent uh and so i and they're they're super happy together and he is it's great to see because as nick's friend and as you know this we've only really ever seen nick single you know he's Uh he's he's tried to date andy on television and caitlin and and but like you know in our personal lives the last time i remember him being in a relationship was vanessa and you know i only saw them a couple times together and obviously it didn't end well well not saying it didn't end well but they broke up um so seeing nick just happy in a relationship and and head over heels with someone 
uh it's cool man it's 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 really great to see uh because you just you just he's smitten and it's 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 weird seeing him smitten but it's so awesome and she's great yeah i don't think ever since uh nick and i became friends nick and i became friends after him and vanessa broke up so i've never really known nick in a relationship so i i mean like i said i haven't seen nick in a while i would still consider us very close it just as you know obviously with COVID and everything um i'm expecting a more mellowed out version of nick whenever i get it whenever i get to hang out with him and natalie well Hopefully i mean i wouldn't soon, guarantee but... that <laughs> well you know but yeah i don't know we'll see um well okay that, that i mean that settles that i guess thanks for the thanks for the update on moving to rhode island like it would have been nice to get dinner before you left i where you're not even in los a where you're skiing you know, or snowboarding somewhere you know, it's totally okay. I'm basically just deflecting because I don't really know exactly where to go next with the podcast here. Um, I do know that we have uh, some listener answers to have you ever been called crazy before, right? You asked that on the Instagram page. Um, and I know we want to get to that a little bit. But before we get to that, there is actually something interesting that happened in Bachelor Nation recently. Uh, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of stuff happening in Bachelor Nation that's always super interesting. But um, our producers want us to talk about this, and I think it's actually an interesting topic for us to discuss because it sounds like, from what I've read, that Amanda Stanton is now dating Corinne Olympios's ex-boyfriend, and you know that violates girl code, boy code, whatever you want to call it. So, I guess my question for you is, what's your stance on dating a friend's ex or anything of the sort? I guess the first question is, is Corinne really good friends with Amanda? I think they are. I, they're always hanging out, I feel like. Really? I don't think I've ever seen them together. I can't think of one instance. I remember on their Instagram pages that they were, like, inseparable for a long time. Uh, uh, I don't know if that's still the case, but I do remember, because I remember I had this kind of the same reaction as you. I was like, wait, these guys are friends? I had no idea. And then they were, like, all over each other's Instagrams. So I figured that they were actually, like, legitimate friends. All right. Well, that's fair. So, yeah. So, broken girl code. So, apparently Amanda's dating this new guy, Michael Fogel. And it's Corinne's ex. That is weird. So this is what Corinne told Us Weekly. She said she, Corinne says, she knows in terms of uh, Amanda, Amanda knows I will always be there for her. If she needs me at the end of the day, I'll be there for her. She's been there for me. She just chose to do something that I don't really think is right in a friendship. Uh, it has nothing to do with the guy. I mean, goodbye to the guy. <laughs> That's such a Corinne line. It was more that it really hurt my feelings that someone I considered one of my best friends and family, so you're right, Dean, would even just be okay with doing that when I wouldn't look at them at any of my friends' boyfriends twice. I don't know. It just feels a little uncomfortable. Apparently, Amanda did text Corinne. Corinne said she texted me to, quote, give me the courtesy, which I also really think... Uh, I really don't think was the right wording for that. But yeah, she did give me the course, courtesy in quotes and let me know. Yeah, I mean, if she gave, if Amanda texted Corinne after the fact, and was like, by the way, I'm dating your ex, instead of yeah. addressing it beforehand to be like, hey, I'm going to go on a date and it's with your ex. How do you feel about this? That's kind of messed up. Uh, yeah, I agree. I guess what beckons uh, in my brain is uh was corinne and this guy super serious because if it's like a guy that you went on a date with one time who cares but if it was like a serious boyfriend or something that's obviously a bigger deal well corinne's saying it's her ex-boyfriend so it must be somewhat of a serious relationship i don't know man girl code guy code it is uh 
it's a touchy subject talking about dating like one of your friend's ex. I think I rule it out. I don't think you can do it. I think it's just always going to cause friction in the friendship. It might even cause friction in the relationship. It's just not worth it. I mean, I, there's so many people in the world. They, I don't know if I don't know if that one person that used to date your friend is your soulmate. Yeah, I agree. I think we've talked about this on the podcast before. I think that uh, yeah, exactly what you said. There's so many people out in the world. Don't pick the guy or the girl that's already been dated by one of your friends because all it's going to do is cause tension, and it's probably not. It like, well, on the off chance you guys end up getting married and spend the rest of your lives together, sure, that's great. But how many people do you have to date in order to find the person that you're going to be with for the rest of your life? And then what are the odds that this is that person? It just like it doesn't really make sense to ruin a friendship over a long shot chance. There's only um, one exception to the rule, and the only reason I have to make this exception is because if I don't, then I'm a hypocrite. If you're in the Bachelor franchise, this rule does not right. apply. Because technically sure. speaking, Ashley's good friends with Caitlyn. And technically speaking, I am Caitlyn's ex. So that would be pretty mm. messed up. And then I invited my ex to the wedding because Caitlyn was there. Right. That's really weird. I wonder, was Ashley's? No. Yeah, I guess nobody there went on dates with Ashley. Perfect. That worked out well for me, huh? Um, has Caitlyn dated anybody that like you're friends with in, in bachelor franchise. Cause like she was on Colton season. You're not friends with him. She dated Blake. You're not friends with him or went on. Yeah, Blake. No, I, there's, there's no, or there's no boundary overstepping uh, for me and Kaylin. I wonder if it's any, any over the opposite way. Like Kaylin isn't really friends with Christina or D'Lo or Rachel or Leslie. So gosh, that list is so long. Um, but in your situation, it's a little bit better because like Caitlin's obviously moved on. Not that she was like upset about dumping you or anything like that, but like, you know, like she's happily with Jason. Yeah, she got engaged two weeks after she dumped me. She was fine then, she's fine now. Right, right, right. So yeah, I don't know. I think we both kind of have the similar similar take on this one. Uh, and that is there's plenty of fish in the sea. Don't date a fish that's already been fished by one of your fish friends. Um, just go find a different fish, right? Yeah, find a different fish. Bro code, guy code, girl code, you know, your friends come first. Don't throw your friend under the bus. Just, like, go after someone else. That's it. Um, all right. Well, Jared, why don't you go ahead and read some of the Am I Crazy uh, uh, questions that we had brought in. What do you all say? Right. Yeah. Well, we asked our listeners if they have ever been called crazy in a relationship. And we want to know why you think you've been called, called crazy. So here are some of the responses of people being called crazy and how they responded to it. So one person said posting a picture on social media so they can see how great I look and asking if I looked good consider them crazy. Do you think they're crazy because of that? Posting a picture on social media so they can see how great they look and asking if I looked good? Isn't that the whole point of social media? Not crazy to me. It seems pretty normal. Yeah, it seems pretty uh pretty standard for me. It's a thirst trap. I mean, Dean, be honest. Have you ever posted a photo on social media with the intent of it being a thirst trap? Uh, well, 1,000%. There were even times... Is someone knocking on your closet door? No, that's like a chair dropping. I'm sure probably one of the movers just died. It's okay. <laughs> there were times... This might be a little borderline crazy. There were times where I would ask my friends to post things because I knew that the girl that I liked followed them and not me. That might be a little crazy, but I did it. And I felt fully normal doing it, so... Did it work? Uh, yeah. Every time they would post, like, a story or something, it would always be viewed by the person that I wanted it to be viewed by pretty quickly, might I add. So, crazy, yes, but effective, also, yes. What about you? 
Oh yeah, I've posted a thirst trap or two in my day. I mean, how do you not? Isn't especially when social media was first coming around, you know, you posted certain pictures of you looking good to maybe like, hey, this is meant for you, really. Like, hey, look, I, I can uh, I can dress up with the best of them. Yeah, I agree. I think that's just kind of that's kind of that's almost like why social media was invented was so you could make your exes jealous and or you know make the guy that you're crushing on think you're even hotter than you are. Oh, a thousand. That's why the Instagram filter was created. I'll tell you that much. Um, all right. So the next for crazy sure, one yeah. is apparently somebody was crazy for wanting their significant other to plan each date. I don't know if that's that crazy. Um, I think that's a little crazy. It's I think that each date is a lot like, yeah, you should want them to plan some dates, but not every date. Like if you want to go on a date, take him on a date. I tell that to Kaylin all the time because she's always like, let's go on a date. And I was like, yeah, sure. Date sounds great. Go ahead and plan it for us and I'll be there. You know, like I'll plan dates when I feel like planning dates. And then I think that if they want to go on a date, they should plan the date. You know, this is an interesting one. Uh, somebody was called crazy for wanting to the guy wanting the guy to open all doors for them. That one's pretty crazy. So like if Kaylin was like, I expect you to open every door I walk into with you. Do you think that would be crazy? Yeah, I would say you're crazy. Yeah, uh, I would say I'll try my hardest, but I'm not going to open every like I'm not going to have the ability to. I'm not Superman, you know. Yeah, and you know what? It's 2021. Equality. Why doesn't she open up a door or two for you, huh? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I wouldn't necessarily be like open every door for me, but I think that it's kind of silly to have that expectation for your partner to have you open the doors for them. Just you know, could be wrong. Could be right. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else do we got here? Not wanting to share how many people I've slept with. I don't think that's crazy at all. <laughs> I also don't think that's crazy. I don't think Kaylin and I have ever shared that number with each other. Um, yeah, I don't think it's a number that you really need to know. I mean, certain instances, like you need to know, Hey, if we know someone mutually and we hooked up one night, sure. You want to tell them that be honest, but like to be like, Hey, this is how many people I've slept with without them asking. That's crazy. Don't like you don't need to know that stuff. Why would you why would you just want to bring up the past and just have people's feelings hurt? <laughs> like there's no point. Right. I think the most important thing is how many people have you slept with since you and I slept with each other the first time? Like that's kind of like the only really no, real number that matters in terms of a relationship in my opinion. Oh, a thousand percent. I mean, or you could just, you know, date a virgin like I did. Um <laughs> uh needing a title after a month of the talking stage huh depends on how intense the talking stage is if you guys are just texting and you haven't met in person uh that's a little crazy but if you guys have been going on dates and hanging out with each other multiple times a week for a month yeah put the title on it slap it on there boyfriend girlfriend let's do it um i think that is a little crazy explain I think that, well, I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe it's not that crazy. Uh, it's always okay, in my opinion, to, like, desire more or, like, have this, like, a, a need that you want filled, right? Like, if one of your needs is having a label on the relationship, then, yeah, it's it's in your right to go and get that uh, that that label put on the relationship. But, like, I think if you have to ask, it's probably not what you want it to be. And so why don't you just, like sit back, relax, let everything unfold. And I don't know, I guess I'm just a little more laid back than that. But I can see why people would say that. Like, if I think of a girl who likes a guy and she's where like the guy is like hooking up with other girls or something like that. She would be like, tell me what we are. Otherwise, like I'm going to walk sort of thing. So I can see both sides of the argument on that one. Oh, I think it never ends well uh, when you don't put a label on it. It's, maybe not after a month, but after like two months, 
I I think guys and girls are just different about this. And I'm right with you, man. I am in the same mindset. I remember in my 20s, like I was, this girl and I were hanging out and we were very upfront about, hey, we don't want to be in a relationship. We just want to have fun. And I was very upfront about it. So she, she was like, this is exactly what I want. And then of course, what happens? I, I'm not going to sound like a dick saying this, but a few weeks in, like she just, wants to be in a relationship and starts developing feelings and we have this awkward conversation where i was like well not much has changed for me and i felt like such a jerk but i was upfront and honest in the beginning and then things changed over time i just think as a guy it's so much easier to be like oh yeah let's just take our time and not think too much about it and just have some fun and it never ends up working out in the end it's like always going to end messy if you have that mindset that's why i say just go for it jump in commit see what happens and then you know let the chips fall where they may yeah no i agree i think that's <laughs> that's not a, that's not a bad way to look at it all right well we do have a great guest coming up well but we have, we do have to get our to our guest jocelyn because she is waiting uh oh. for us jocelyn johnson jocelyn johnson say that five times fast uh from happy happy partners project.com is joining us on the podcast next uh we'll still talk about some of these crazy or not scenarios we also have your wonderful emails so we're going to get to all of that in just a second but of course we got to take a quick break <laughs> You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great. But also, I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. 
Welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. Like we said before the break, we have a great guest who's joining us via Zoom right now from the happypartnersproject.com. It is Jocelyn Johnson. Jocelyn, thank you so much for joining us today. I am stoked to be here. Good to see you. Good to see you as well. So Jocelyn, like I said, you are from Happy Partners Project. So tell everybody listening right now a little bit about that. Yeah, Happy Partners Project is a relationship check-in process for couples. So that really takes shape as questions on cards. It's a physical card deck. There are over 80 prompts and questions for couples that just are proactive. It avoids the we need to talk moment in relationship, right? It more takes a proactive stance to that. There are five categories, sex and intimacy, which we call connection, future gazing, conflict, refriending, and oh, of course, I'm like drawing a blank on my last one, gratitude. Very nice. You know, it always okay. conversations always immediately are awkward if you're going to start it off. Hey, we need to talk. Like, hey, you know, it's just talk. going downhill from there. Yeah, that's like, hey, bad news. Like, you might as well just say I have bad news. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Um, can you give us some examples of like, uh, for example, like, I know you have the five categories. So let's go sex and intimacy. What would be some of the prompts under that category? Yeah, so this, I, I have one ready for you. So this one is, with eyes closed by show of fingers from one to 10, what number would you give our relationship right now? And then what would happen? So from one to 10. So um, I might give, oh, what, what, what number would you give your relationship right now, Jared? From a scale of one to 10? Uh, honestly, a nine. I'm extremely lucky. And if you had to guess um, what Ashley would give, what do you think she would give? Nine or a ten. She she better. <laughs> <laughs> she better give you a nine. Yeah, so what's cool about this is that what is a nine? Like what uh, does a nine mean, you know? It's good. And so <laughs> both part yeah, but both partners get to decide like what is a nine to you? Like a nine might mean that we've like been hanging out, we've been going on crazy adventures, I've been like traveling with Dean in his van and we've been having a great time. And for yeah, someone else, it might mean like, oh, we've been holed up in the house and we've watched a movie once together this week, you know? So it just gives the couples a chance to start having a more broad discussion around what is a good relationship? What does a nine even mean? What does a three even mean? And then the follow-up to that is like, what actions would we, could we take that would bring that closer to a 10? Because 10 obviously is what we want it to be at. Yeah. Can you even be at a 10? I don't, I mean, it is the dream. I say no. I think it's not possible, probably. But I do think it is the aspiration. It's the aspiration, but there's no such thing as a perfect relationship. And I think striving towards a perfect relationship is striving towards something that doesn't exist. I would, I actually would agree with you on that, that, you know, perfection is not the goal, but the 10 and the, and the, the needle may move, right? So what is a nine for me today may not be a nine for me in 60 days or even next year or five years down the line. But what it does get us to is like recalibrating, like, okay, how do we continue to work together to get to the best possible dynamic we want to be creating in our relationship right now at any given time? By having them close their eyes and hold up their fingers to answer the question, what you're really hoping for is just like spark a conversation to figure out what exactly it is both partners kind of like perceive as their ideal. And when you say you have those five categories, do you ask that same question for each five categories? No. So, like, let's pull another one here. We've got refriending. What are the main stressors in your life currently? 
And what can I do to alleviate that stress for you if only a small amount? Mm, that's stresses. a great question. That is a good question. What are my main stresses in life? How right much now? time do you have? <laughs> my check engine light's been on for the past like 4,000 miles. That's not good. <laughs> oh, wow. So his van's going to break down at any point before he gets to Colorado. That's pretty stressful. That's very stressful. You got to see if Kaylin can like jump online and find you a like repair shop on the way. That's like she could be like doing the Googling while you're on the road, you know, no, road I know. warrior over I, here. I think my big thing when it comes to like stresses like that is it's like, I feel like it's my responsibility to fix it myself. So I would never like ask Kaylin, for instance, to fix the stress for me, you know? Yeah, so it's not that she would be looking to fix the stress for you. What the opportunity there is like, what support could she provide to you as you look to manage your mm. own stress? Gotcha. So the example that I gave there where she's just like jumping online and maybe like you're on the road and you're like, hey, this is becoming imminent and I'm going to be in snow soon. I'm going to Colorado. So I like don't want to break down on the side of the road with my engine. Right. If I'm like right in that pass on, you know, that section of I-70 where you're in no man's land. You know, yeah. so she may be able to just while she's on her computer, find some place for you that looks reliable. That would be her supporting in alleviating that stress just even a little bit for you. She's not taking sense. care of it for you. You know, you're a big man. You're a grown man. You could do it. Yeah, I wish you would just come here, take the van and put the new O2 sensor in there that the van's asking for. But unfortunately, neither of us can do that. And I, I think it's important, <laughs> though, to also have that conversation about the stress that your significant other puts on you, even unintentionally, because... Of, of I, I find it impossible that like the the person in your relationship there's not anything that like annoys you you know I find myself sometimes when Ashley says something that like rubs me the wrong way I don't know an example but she's like oh why didn't you do that and then it just it, it's like the wrong time and I'm like you know what you know what really you well you do this that bugs me and so it it just like comes off. <laughs> in anger when it shouldn't be. So I wonder if having this conversation and just being like, you know, listen, something that kind of, you know, bugs me a little bit. Don't get bad. I don't want you to change yourself. But, you know, maybe it's just something to be aware of. I think those are important conversations to have and probably improve their relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Jared, what's the last thing that Ashley did that uh, annoyed you or stressed you out? Do you remember? Ooh. I, it's... it's... That's a good question, actually. What the hell? So she, uh, <laughs> this is so stupid, but I feel like Dean can relate. And hopefully everybody just laughs at me for the fact that I'm even <laughs> saying this. But we're on Cameo. And Cameo is a, an app where you get to record, like Ashley and I have the opportunity to record messages, birthday messages, people. And it's really cool. And it's I, it's amazing and I would never complain about it, but sometimes when I want to get that, you know, cameos done, I'm like, oh no, these are expiring soon. Let's do them now. And she's like, no, I can't do them now. And she's like, I, I need, I need to just, I need to do them. I'm going to do them later. Or like we're standing up and I'm like, oh, let's just do this one right now. She's like, no, I need to, I can't do it standing up. I need to like sit down and do it. And I'm like, <laughs> why? Just get it done. And so that's like, I just remember last night because I was super tired. I was going to bed and we got a notification that I was, uh, Cameo was expiring. I was like, oh crap, we got to do this. And she's like, okay, let me do this first. And I'm like, no, I'm exhausted. I'm going to bed. And she, and anyway, that's, that's the last thing that I remember. So very, uh, very first world of me to even, uh, say that. <laughs> 
hey, but these are the things that like over time, you know, they can add up and they can build up. And if you don't have an ongoing dialogue about them, then it's when you're in that really flared up place that all of a sudden the brain goes back to that. And then you're like, yeah, and remember, like, you never want to do the cameos when I'm ready to do that. <laughs> and it's like, oh. wait a minute, like, how is this even really, you know, it's like, so giving a proactive space to just air those kinds of grievances and then go back into, you know, gratitude and like connection and talking about the things that like are fascinating you in your life right then sort of like diffuses the charge out of those totally. moments if you're in an ongoing conversation. That's why I gave our relationship a nine, because if the biggest complaint I have right now off the top of my head is cameos, then it, it really not, not nothing to complain about. Yeah. Um, so Jocelyn, I was thinking, can uh, you run through some of the cards with Dean and I? Because I would love to kind of play the game uh, and find out a little bit more about Dean's relationship as well. Yeah, okay, so um, let's pull up another one. Okay, this one's for Dean. What is, so, we're going to be answering on the, you know, Dean's going to be answering on his side, his responses. Ideally, I would be Kaylin and I'd be able to, you know, be in collaboration with him around this. But um, let's go to solving conflict. Okay. Have I said or done anything consciously or unconsciously? I'm Kaylin. So has Kaylin said or done anything consciously or unconsciously that negatively affected you? be specific but not accusational in your explanation negatively affected me i don't think so uh i mean anything that kaylin says or does or anyone says or does is really kind of my decision on how i react to it right so that's kind of how i always view that so i would never say that she was responsible for any type of my actions which i know is like kind of a cop-out answer and like it's obviously not really helpful towards this exercise but that's kind of how i always see it where it's like if i even get upset with her like for anything i'm like I'm not upset with you. I like just need to figure out how I'm going to handle this situation. Like, you know, like that kind of thing. Like the last thing that Kaylin and I even had a, like a fuss about was I hate being like on a schedule and I hate like being like, okay, we're going to be here on this day. Like, especially like when I'm driving the van, you know, cause everything kind of is like always moving around. Things are changing all the time. Um, and she's going to meet me in Aspen at my, in my hometown for a couple days. And she's like, okay, like what day should I meet you? I don't know. I don't know what day you should meet me. Like, I have no idea what's going to happen tomorrow. How am I supposed to know what's going to be happening next week? And then I could like feel myself like getting frustrated. And I was like, why am I responding this way? I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm, this is like misdirected anger. So, um, that's kind of like what I always think of myself. It's like, it's nothing she's doing wrong. It's always like the way that I'm just like reacting to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in that situation too, it's great that you're able to even go to the, you know, misdirected anger because you've clearly got other things that are going on and being um, directed towards the commitment of a timeline is like a lot right then, Ooh, you know, commitments hard enough, especially timeline commitments, man. Totally. When you're a road <laughs> warrior and you're out there and you're just kind of going, you don't know what's going to come up that could impact your journey. I'm like, listen, my check engine light's still on. I don't even know if I'm going to make it a hundred miles from this point, but <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I like, we'll like have a full conversation and then like, she's like, I know you hate, she'll like even say it. She's like, I know you hate like scheduling things or like expecting when you're supposed to be places, but like, I kind of need to know, like I need to book an uh, airplane ticket and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Figure it out. So you figure it out on your own, you book it and I'll be there and I'm, you know, like that kind of thing. But yeah, it's definitely like, it's definitely not a, like an issue, but it's like one thing that we like bicker about sometimes. Dean's just a paper yeah, bag flying through the wind. she's looking to you for your leadership in that moment. You know, she's looking to you for leadership and you're kind of like, I'm not ready to be a leader right this minute. Well, it's not even, yeah, I guess it's, 
I guess you're absolutely right. It is kind of like a leadership thing, but it's like, I'm like, well, if you want to come, you come. You, like, book your flight for when you want to be there, and I'll, like, figure out on my end how to get there when you want to be there. I don't want to be like, come on this day because what if she really wanted to come on another day? It's like I want her to make the decision on when she wants to come, and then I'll figure out the rest from there. Jocelyn, I would just like to point out that you're getting an inside look of how we schedule the podcast. He's like, why are we, we going to do it every week at 12 o'clock on Friday? Like, sure, I'm free this Friday, but next Friday, who knows what the hell I'm going to be doing. <laughs> uh, yeah. To be in the life in the head of Dean. The last, like, three weeks especially, too. Or no, I think there was, like, three weeks in a row where I was like, hey, could we push the podcast back, like, two hours today? And every time they're like, no. Like, all right. I'll figure it out. In the last like three weeks alone, I was like, I wanted to text so bad and be like, hey, can we push it? But I've been pretty good lately, I gotta say. You've been great. I can't complain. You've been great lately. <laughs> and I've, I've actually appreciated the listening and hearing that you're at the top of a mountain this day and like, you know, figuring out the Wi Fi connection that day. It's kind of, I'm living vicariously through you in those moments as well. I, totally... I like keeping people on their toes. So, in those moments though, when Kaylin is wanting that, leadership from you it may even just be used to being able to say let me take a break come back and think about it and get clear on like what a timeline could look like and then actually go back to her and give her some give her what she's looking for yeah no i know i can handle that all that stuff better i'm working on it i um i uh yeah i like shut down when i like get anno like annoyed and i don't like being annoyed but uh i don't know how to describe it it's like, my thing is, it's like, it's like, if it's your thing, you figure it out and then we'll like find a way to come together. You know what I mean? But I understand your point of like, just like making a decision and then sticking to that decision. Like it definitely helps, especially with timelines and all that kind of stuff. Definitely something I'm working on. I want to, I would like to say that. Jocelyn, I did want to get to one uh, of the categories, future gazing. Um, so Dean, I want you to play along and Jocelyn, I want you to play along as, as well. And it says to list three power words or phrases that sum up how you want your relationship to be. So, Jocelyn, why don't you start? Because uh, you've created the game, so you know how to play better than us. Uh, what are three words or three phrases that sum up the relationship that you want to be in? Ooh, so in our relationship, we're committed to radical transparency. So that's one of the words that that guides how we communicate. What's the difference between transparency and radical transparency? <laughs> so uh, radical transparency means I'm willing to be honest with you about really anything that comes up. And some of that may not always be pretty or what you want to hear, but I'm committed to telling you what my truth is in that moment, which is different than brutal honesty, to be honest, because brutal is like not being willing to soften maybe what you're experiencing. But um, for instance, for me, if there's a moment where, you know, my partner is perusing social media or he like checks out some woman and I'm like, oh, did you think she was hot? I would rather him say like, yeah, I think she's hot. I was like looking at her, not from a place of like, him wanting to be with her, but just acknowledging like, yeah, I was like checking her out because of whatever, 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 right? Then being like, oh no, of course I wasn't. And actually going into a lie because if he's willing to default to a lie on that, then what other things is he willing to default to a lie on, right? So I'm I'm more accepting of, of his truth or his honesty in that moment 
than of allowing like there to be all these little gateways to lies and not non-truths. Yeah, I think it's great. Yeah, that is great. On the podcast last on the podcast last week, I said it, and I'll say it again. There's a Henry Thoreau quote that says, "More than love, more than fame, more than money, give me truth." And I think that really kind of really nails it. Like, just be radically transparent about everything that's going on, because yeah, you're gonna find other people attractive. I say that to Galen all the time. I like it's funny. We've even gotten to the point where it's like I see like a hot guy walking down the street. I'm like, wow, that guy is really hot. Dean is very complimentary. Yeah. And it comes from a very secure place. It's, it's, it's just, like, fun to talk about. Because, like, I feel like a lot of couples are, like, ingrained to, like, only talk about how attractive you find each other, which is obviously, obviously absolutely true. But, like, there are still, it's a world full of attractive people out there, you know? Yeah, and the hard conversations ultimately are, like, what bring you back together and allow you to continue to evolve over time. Like, we're not going to be the same people today that we are in, you know, even a month. Like I said that earlier in, in this conversation. I am going to be fundamentally a different person in five years. And Jared, I think you've mentioned that you guys are contemplating family and, and those types of moves as well. So what you want today is going to be different than what you want once you have a family and once you guys are, have kids that have left the house. So being able to be committed to like a full discussion is important. Totally. And I think uncomfortable conversations are extremely important. We're kind of seeing that with race right now, specifically in the Bachelor franchise. And, you know, Emmanuel Acho, who's hosting the After Final Rose, he, he does the uncomfortable conversations with a black man, which are extremely uh, uh, engaging and great. So I advise everybody to go watch them, especially if you're a Bachelor fan, so you can familiarize with Emmanuel. Um, but not just with race, but just relationships and, and your partner and having uncomfortable conversations because life can be quite uncomfortable at times and it's important to express yourself uh in radical transparency as you said so dean what is one word or phrase that describes a relationship you want to be in bro uh maybe like adventurous okay is that fair yeah that's very fair adventurous relationship do you think uh kaylin kaylin seems that she's very willing to be adventurous for you uh well i would like her to be adventurous for herself rather than adventurous for me because that would just like mean she's doing what I want rather than doing what she wants. But I, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think she's very courageous, especially when it comes to like traveling and all that kind of stuff. She's like just broadening her horizons and still working on it. But um, I think the more exposure she has to like taking risks and like getting outside of her comfort zone, the more keen she becomes to then do it later on. And I think that kind of comes like, like I didn't start doing all that stuff until I was the age that she's at now. So I've like kind of fully understood that I've got a four year head start on her. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I, that's what I would say. What about you? What's yours? Dean, I'm also curious. I'm also curious from, from Dean, if that adventurous translates into um, other areas of the relationship, not just like an outdoor adventures or being willing to try new things if that actually means just adventurous as like a personality type, sort of adventurous in all kinds of categories of your... Oh, I mean, I think that's absolutely true. I think uh, my biggest fear is like monotony or like normalcy. And I think uh, by being adventurous, even just outside of like exploration and uh, extreme activities and all that kind of stuff, like you don't have to be super into that stuff as long as you can be like a, like a crazy interesting person to hang out with. And I think being crazy interesting kind of falls in hand in hand with being adventurous. Um, and that's, that's what I appreciate so much about Kaylin is even when we're not doing something that like is, is like physically stimulating, um, like skydiving or skiing or whatever, we can still like just hang out and, 
uh, like be like just throw complete curveballs at each other in terms of like being goofballs. And so that's what kind of what I appreciate. Like it maintains the excitement even when we're not doing anything exciting, you know. And on, on, while our time is running out, but quickly, Jocelyn, I wanted to ask you, what are your two other uh, phrases or words that you use to describe uh, the relationship you want to be in? Mine would also be fun and curious. Curious is good. Yeah, curiosity is really great. I'm just a voracious learner and curious. And so curious having about that life? both in our relationship and outside is great. Yeah, curious about life, curious about each other, like all kinds of topics. If there's a question, I am curious to find out the answer. And I think that brings a lot of juju and juice into our relationship. Yeah, that's for sure. I remember, uh, well, I was going to say, I remember my, my cover letter out of college was whenever I was applying for jobs, I had a quote uh, from Einstein that said, I have no special talents. I'm only passionately curious. And I think that still holds some truth today. I think curiosity is is very often overlooked and it's like pretty important, I think, in terms of personality. But Jared, we haven't heard a single one from you. Let's hear one from you. What's your word that describes your relationship with Ashley? Uh, I would say supportive. Um, uh, ooh, what's a good one? Um, uh, I'd say supportive. I mean, curiosity is a great one as well. Being curious about different uh, aspects of life. Just being curious about everything, I think, is extremely important. And being open-minded. Um, because I have certain things that I really care about. And one of my favorite parts of my relationship with Ash is that she's so willing um, to uh, invest in the things that I'm passionate about. And that means so much to me. Like, it sounds so stupid, but the fact that she goes to Patriot games with me and wears Tom Brady jerseys and like, is just all about it. It just brings me so much joy that I get to share the experience of the things that I love with the person I want to, um, or even going to, you know, see superhero movies, which is something that I really enjoy, you know, being able to just share those experiences with Ashley and her being so open to wanting to experience those things with me because she knows how important they are to me is something that gives me, um, so much gratitude towards her uh, and makes me so happy that, you know, she's my wife. So I'd say, um, you know, support would be a good one, uh, caring, and then, uh, you know, obviously uh, loving Tom Brady. Those are my three phrases right there. <laughs> yeah, the, the last one, carrying the most today. I agree. Open-mindedness, I think, is a good one. I'm going to steal that one. Open-mindedness uh, for mine and Kaylin as well. And the third and final one for me is uh, consistent. And I think... Uh, one thing that I haven't had in a lot of relationships, both romantic and platonic through friends, is uh, consistency. And so I, I appreciate how Kaylin and Mai's relationship isn't like volatile. Like we don't like yell at each other. We don't like get super upset with each other. It's very consistent, very like comfortable. And I think that like all of my anxiety melts away because I know that we're not going to be like, you know, pins and needles, hot and cold kind of thing. So um, I think those are, those are those were some good. Those were good nine adjectives to describe relationships guys i'm really proud of us crushing it crushing it uh it's all because of the game so everybody needs to go check out happypartnersproject.com check out the happy partners project check in deck nailed it nailed it it. that's so cool this game is amazing if you guys are in relationships or even if you're just starting off with someone and you want to get to know them more and really build upon your relationship you should definitely get this card game uh once again go to happypartnersproject.com jocelyn johnson Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. You were great. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks, Jocelyn.
You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great. But also, I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Welcome back, Suck Army. Thank you so much for sticking through the commercials and getting back with us here. So we are going to go ahead and kind of keep on going with the crazy or not crazy bit. And then we're going to jump into one quick email before getting out of here. Uh, Jared, it sounds like you have the crazy, am I crazy list in front of you, right? That I do, my friend. Uh, So one person was called crazy because they said I was overthinking everything when I would only ask questions. I'm not going to lie, that sounds a little crazy. I can totally see how someone could uh, be perceived as a little nutty by overthinking every aspect. And the only reason I say that is because I overanalyze everything in my life and I self-describe myself as a, a little cuckoo. Yeah, I, uh, I, I would never call Kaylin crazy for asking questions, but sometimes she asks a lot of questions, and I'm like, why do any of these questions matter? Like, just none of these matter to anything. Like, they're just pointless questions. But no, then she's like, I just want to know, and I'm like, oh, that makes so much sense. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said anything. Like, obviously, you have every right to know, so... I'm the crazy one in that situation. I think it's fine to ask questions. It's, what's wrong with being curious? Yeah, it's fine to ask questions, but sometimes when I ask questions, like you said, it's it. I I I, I get so worried about certain things, which is why I'm asking questions. And then I I have like a a, a, a moment where I have to center myself and realize none of this matters. Like, it just go outside, enjoy the fresh air, 
you know, you're fine. You're fine. What what are you stressing about? So that's what, how I perceived this crazy or not with asking questions. Because sometimes I ask too many questions and it's like, right. why are you worried about these things? And you're like, I don't know. I'm just crazy. There are crazy questions. Like, let's say someone's unsure about like the uh, sanctitude of the relationship and they're asking like, uh, where are you going? Who are you going with there with? Is there going to be any girls there? Are you guys going to drink? Like, there's definitely a line that gets crossed that goes from being uh, inquisitive, like curious, to being mm -hmm. crazy. And I think that line is, you know, it can be crossed pretty easily. But yeah, I, 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 I don't know. Crazy, but only kind of crazy. Somebody said that their significant other called them crazy because she said that she thought it was weird that he put his quote boys nights in his calendar <laughs> listen boys nights are very important we need that like sometimes i just need like guy talk uh i don't think that's crazy yeah i agree it's like i think it would be nice to be like if let's say the girlfriend was like trying to plan a dinner or something and he's like let me check my calendar real quick oh wait i have boys night scheduled that <laughs> night i can't do it like, it kind of makes sense. Like, why wouldn't you put it in your calendar if it's something that you're looking forward to? Totally. Like, your entire schedule, like, my entire schedule revolves around Ashley. So if I want to have a, quote, boys night and, like, play poker or something, I have to write that in my calendar and schedule it out because I know that she's going to, like, Ashley makes my schedule pretty much. She's the <laughs> one who's like, we're doing this that day, this that day, this that day. So the only way I'm going to be able to make any plans with my friends is by scheduling it ahead of time and putting it in the calendar like two months ahead of time right, right. and it kind of like lets you off the hook like let's say you're like oh sorry i can't do that i was gonna go hang out with my friends and then you could like she could be like or he could be like whoever is like you know trying to make the plans like the other person could be like <laughs> i'm gonna get to the point uh <laughs> Like, oh, you're just saying that because you want to get out of the plans that I'm trying to make right now. And you could be like, no, look, this has been in my calendar for a long time. I'm going to boys night. Oh, totally. All right. We'll have one more crazy. Uh, and listen, we're not calling these people crazy, uh, Sock Army. Just want to make sure that you don't think we're like shaming these people. It's 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 all for uh, parody. Come on now. Uh, but one more crazy or not uh, question, answer, whatever you want to call it. Asking my person to always back me up and be on my side. I mean, I don't think that's crazy at all. Like, I'm pretty sure I've told Ashley, like, oh, yeah, if you killed someone, I'd still be, I'd still have your back. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I mean, that's a little crazy, I guess. I mean, obviously, it would, it would depend on what the scenario was. If she just, like, straight like up the murdered definition someone. Of crazy. I don't think I can, I can't let you off the hook on that one. There's definitely things that Caitlin could do that I'd be like, what the hell did you do that for? Like, that's kind of messed up. In fact, I think I've done that before where I'm like, that's kind of silly of you to do, and I don't support that. But that's also because I'm crazy. But I, I think it's kind of crazy to, like, blindly support someone or something that's, like, out of your control entirely. <sighs> Yeah, it's a tough one, though, because, like, love makes you do crazy things. So, like, sometimes you back up people when you know they're in the wrong because you love them and you care about them and you want to support them. I don't know. That's like saying I love America regardless of what happens. No, that's not true at all. America could the bed. I don't love America like that, but I love, like, I love Ashley like that. I'd say I, lo I love my parents like that. Like, God forbid something happened. Here's my the parents. thing. If Kaylin went out and murdered someone, I would be like, well, I'm sorry. I'm getting the heck out of here. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> See ya. I don't. I, I don't need an explanation. Um, like unless it was an accident. Yeah, fine. I guess I could like see past that. But if she like, uh, uh, straight up turned into Michael Myers. Yeah, I'd be like, nope, sorry, I'm out. Um, 
Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. I'm saying it. I'm sh- I'll shame people too, including you. <laughs> that's crazy, and I think that you should be shamed. Uh, uh, well, let's it. get to an email before we before we uh, give too much flack to any of our suck army. So, Mark, you want to read an email for us? Uh, well, Mark actually uh, dipped out, but we have the wonderful, amazing voice of an angel, Easton, here to read our wonderful emails. You know, I, I agree to do this stuff just because you guys seem to levy. Uh, huge compliments on me every time. So I, I appreciate that. Hey, anytime. That's what we're here for, Easton. Uh, hey, Easton, before you read this email, I have a feeling that Jared and I are about to say the same thing. Uh, I would just like to paint a picture for our listening audience. Easton is looking very dashing in a nice green crew neck sweatshirt. Uh, green, I don't think I've ever seen you wear that color before, Easton, but boy, oh boy, it looks very good on you. Thank you very much, Dean. I, I don't own a lot of green. This is a uh, this is a California Adventure sweatshirt from 2001 that I bought on eBay. So. I love it. Nice. And Easton, I was just going to say, I watched uh, the finale of WandaVision, and I need to talk to you about it uh, off air, obviously. No spoilers. Is that show good? Because I yes. watched the first episode, and I was like, this show sucks. It's good. It's a great show. It's so good. It is good. It is good. Uh, but I think Easton and I are going to be... I have some disagreements about how good it is. Wow. For a non, like for a non comic book fan, is it a good show you think, or is it kind of like you have to like kind of be entrenched in the universe a little bit? I think it's great. If you're a non comic, my, my wife does not give a rat's ass about these things. And she loved it. It was her favorite thing. Marvel's done. Nice. I agree. Okay. I, I think there's a, there's a lot of good in it. And I don't think you need to be a super fan to, to know what's happening. I think you need to be a superman to like really, really appreciate everything that's happening in the show. Mm-hmm. But no, you could totally casually watch some and be like, Oh, that was really good. Cool. Good to know. Anyway, enough about WandaVision. <laughs> All right, let's do an email here. This is from Anonymous. Those are our favorites. So uh, Nick Vial, imagine Thank you, Nick, him for sending your email. asking this question. I have always been told that men have a higher sex drive than women, especially at my age. I'm a female at 21 years of age. My boyfriend's oh. 22. We've been dating for four years, and our sex life has always been on his timeline. When we started dating, we were really young, and we were on the same page. But recently, it's been short and infrequent. There are other red flags in their relationship, but they're all related to drinking. We hang out one-on-one mostly, and he is always drinking. Is this normal in your opinion? Is this normal for young people? Is this a reasonable, is this reasonable grounds to end a relationship? It's starting to feel like we don't line up, and I'm not sure how much of a red flag that is for our future. Um, uh, ooh, tricky. That's tough. And the reason I said, oh, uh, when she said uh, 21 female, because I was going to try to make a joke about Nick being a 21-year-old female, but really just fell flat. Um, yeah, this one's tough because I don't know enough about the situation. Like, normally, of course, you're like, oh, a 22-year-old guy, like, he wants to have sex every five minutes. But it obviously depends on the individual, depends on the scenario. Like, I'll, I'll be very transparent. When I first started you know, getting into that aspect of life uh, in my late teens, early 20s, like I had struggles sometimes because it's just uh, it's a learning curve. And sometimes I I didn't know why uh, I was having difficulties. It just sometimes would happen that way. The human body is a, a curious thing. Curious seems to be the word of the podcast. So um, I, it could be his own insecurities coming out because uh, he feels like maybe um, – He's underwhelming in that department. I don't really know. Um, or he, it could be a major red flag, and, and he's not sexually attracted to you. Uh, the only thing I didn't like was when she said, um, our sex life has always been on his timeline. I don't really know mm. what that means. Like, oh, you guys only have sex when he wants to? That's not, that's not fair. 
Sounds like that, and probably is uh, whenever he finishes, it's over kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, I got that vibe too. That's kind of what I interpreted as. I think it's. I think what's important to do with this one is uh, is start from the back and work our way forward. So she at the very end she says, "Is this grounds? Is this enough of a reason to to end the relationship?" And I just want to go ahead and say, absolutely, yes, it totally is. And I I don't think you should even feel bad for ending a relationship because your partner is drinking so much. Like, have the conversation with him. See if he wants to change. If he doesn't, a thousand percent. That's your that's your decision to make, and I would support it if you decided to leave the relationship. Um, four years also is a long time. I don't know you. I mean, you guys have obviously been in long term relationships. I'm not going to go ahead and speak on behalf of your sex lives. I'm just going to go ahead and say, on average, I would suspect it's like a normal uh, downward trending line in terms of frequency. Uh, at least in my own experience, I can speak in terms of that. That's definitely how it's gone. Um, and I, I would like to point out too, Jared kind of said it like, you know, you're 22 years old. You what like you, I mean, I drank a lot when I was 22 years old. I'm 29 now. I drink a little bit, but not nearly as much as I did back then. I think that's like a perfectly normal thing to do. Um, but I do want to like point out and emphasize, you shouldn't feel guilty for leaving a relationship because of alcohol. Like if you think he's drinking too much, get out of the relationship. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I keep thinking about like, they've been in a relationship for four years. He's, they're like what in their early twenties. Like, yeah, he's going to drink a lot. And also when you've been, when you've been dating someone for, that's a long time. Like, you know, that's longer than I've been married. That, that's, that's a long time. If you've been dating someone for that long, yeah, it's going to go down. But, uh, I think what you need to do is just talk to him about be like, Hey, th these are things that are troubling me. And I'm sure he's a very supportive and, uh, engaging partner. And he's willing to hear if you have a problem. I, I know I would want to know. Uh, my biggest fear is that I'm doing something that's making my partner unhappy and I have no idea because men are clueless and they think everything we do is perfect. Uh, so, um, Wait, it's not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so she, you know, she just needs to talk to him about it, but also like Dean said, you know, these are things that are important to you in a relationship and you shouldn't feel guilty if you want to end it for those reasons. Four years is a long time, but yeah. Anonymous, this is what I think you should do. I think you should go to happypartnersproject.com, pick yourself up a Happy Partners Project check-in deck, okay? Because I think you need to check into your relationship. You say you want to play it this is. game with him, and then you make sure that the card on top is about sex, and be like, oh, look at this, you know? Like, how many times a week do you want to have sex? And then it can just get the conversation, the ball rolling, so you can be like, hey, listen, these are some of my insecurities. It feels like we're not as intimate anymore. You've been drinking a lot. I would definitely not come about it in an accusatory way. I would try to come about it from an understanding and a place of, of care and say, I love you, I wanna be with you, but these are things that are concern me. Because uh, it's tough. It's tough having serious conversations when you're in your early 20s because, like, you know, you're just having fun. You're 21 and 22 and you have your whole life ahead of you. And so I would try to have a serious conversation, but I'm not going to say it's going to be easy, but that would be my advice. It's funny how quick we are to talk about sex with our friends. Uh, but then when it comes to the actual people that we're having it with, we're like kind of, you know, like we tiptoe around the subject a lot. Like, I think I've talked about this on the podcast before. I didn't really like start asking girls what they preferred romantically until I was like 26, 27 years old. And I'm like, why did I wait so long to start asking these questions that seem like I should have been asking them since the very beginning. It's um, hard though. Cause like, but yeah, I think it's hard because I was just going to say like, as a guy, you're like expected to know, I'd say that's the one thing that sucks about being a dude, even though I'm very grateful to be a guy, especially while seeing Ashley trying to get pregnant. Like there's a lot that goes into the human body. Um, but uh, it's just like, as a guy, at least in my 
20s, I, like, I was always uh, operating under the fear that, like, it would be unsexy if I asked them what they liked, you know, because mm-hmm. it just, as a guy, you're like, oh, I'm supposed to know these things. I'm supposed to take control and, and you know, be the one who, who pleasures her, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I remember building up the courage to ask the, the girl I was having sex with, like in high school, like, what, what am I doing wrong? What do you like? And she's like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what I like, <laughs> and, you know? And she's like, just do whatever you want. And, uh, I remember feeling like, Oh, that's, nice. that's, well, that's messed up. It's not, it's not about me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel grateful just to be having sex with you. <laughs> exactly. I agree though. It's silly. It's like, yeah, we're expected to know, but then do we also think that they're expected to know what we like? Because not to get too like graphic or anything, but like I feel like women are conditioned to think that guys don't like hand jobs. I fully enjoy that. I think that's probably one of my top two favorite things. But like girls, I think just you know they assume because guys always talk so negatively about them. I don't know, but you're right. I think uh, radical transparency, as Jocelyn put it, is the most important thing. Uh, and and to our anonymous anonymous emailer, try yeah, like Jared said, go on that website and try and see if you can spark some conversations because it does sound like that could be pretty beneficial. Uh, and try and practice some radical transparency, but uh, that that was good. That that seems helpful in my opinion. Um, that's gonna do it for this week's episode of Help I Suck at Dating. Uh, Jared from his closet in California, and me from my van in Rollins, Wyoming. Uh, we would like to thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of Help I Suck at Dating. Uh, thank you to Easton for le- for reading the email for us and for sharing his story about. Uh, him being able to do whatever he wanted with his uh, high school sexual partner. Um, that's always nice, nice to hear. <laughs> uh, thank you to Jocelyn as well. Jared, where could our listeners find Jocelyn's resources? Uh, you go to happypartnersproject.com. Uh, that's where you can learn more about Jocelyn, m- learn more about the Happy Partners Project. Check in deck, which is just a fantastic name. Yeah, there you go. Check it out. Uh, and be sure to tune in next week because it's going to be a great episode. And you know what? Maybe we'll suck just a little bit less. Follow Help by Suck at Dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with Black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee. Sounds perfect.